This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, the Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey, It's hey. the All Love, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh-huh, podcast. uh-huh. All Love, Oh, No Fear Podcast. Hey. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey, 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 hey. You know these blurred lines. Yeah. I know you want it. So hey. it's not inappropriate. <clears throat> oh, it is, for sure. But the hey, hey, hey definitely um, inspired it, for sure. That's where I was at today. Word. Um, I'm trying to pump up the energy. Pump, pump the jam. up, up. Pump, energy. pump, pump it up. Not Just blaze. <laughs> no, not that. Let's see if we pump it up. We get college around here. Um, not that one? No? No, that's okay. fine. It's cool. We can work it out. Now you didn't you didn't give me support advice. It didn't seem supportive at all. Just please. Pump it off. You came to get it crunk with a dame. With... Okay, that's that's enough. More than five holes in your bank to get it on. <laughs> no? That's that's fine. Okay. All right. Well, you yeah. know. It's it's cool. You can, right. you can rock it up. Don't y'all can't argue that that wasn't one of the songs of summer, if not the song of summer for two thousand and three. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I would argue that it was that, and um, what's the other one? Um, the jump off by Lil Kim. Those those were the two. I remember those two songs, because um, I feel like I spent that whole summer in Brooklyn. For some reason, that is random. There was like this talent this talent thing that I I remember participating in in Brooklyn, in like Canarsie. Um, I think it was like Star Search or Star. It was some Star something. It was like an annual summer talent show thing that they did, and I did it back in Brooklyn. Um, and I remember like having to go rehearse a couple times for the show and whatever, whatever. So um, yeah, <clears throat> definitely that was the. Those were the two songs I heard all summer, that summer. So I associate them with summer two thousand three. Sorry for chewing so hard loudly in the mic. I was I was munching. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I don't have my headphones on, so I didn't hear it. <laughs> Thank God. It's quite lightly. It's aggressive. Um, and people don't like it. Welcome. 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 To season two, episode, episode 15 of yes. the All Love No Fear podcast. Um, apologies for not introducing the episode at all last week. <laughs> yeah, we was um, like, you know what it is. We, you know you know why you're we, here. Read the description. You got it. Right. You know you know why you're here. You know what we're here for. You know what you're here for. Let's just get on with it. But welcome. Welcome. Shout welcome. out to people on Spotify, Apple, yes. Google, yes. Stitcher. Yes. Himalayas, mm-hmm. iHeart, mm-hmm. website, yeah, all them things. Yeah. Um, side note about Apple, it's garbage. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Because it just wasn't loading <laughs> episodes and um, it's trying to mess us up. It's was making our subscribers feel unloved and un and unserviced, and that's not what we do here at the All Love No Fear podcast. We try to give the people the content they need. Yes. We try to give the people the content they desire, and Apple is. Not seeming to facilitate that in the way that we would like. Well, we're going to keep working on it. Right. Because you people in- insist on having Apple products and using their things. So we, we can't we can't do anything about we that. We can't do anything about that. So yep. here we are. Here we are. How you doing? 
I'm wrong. I feel like we're, we'd be like the only people who be champion like not Apple. Listen, I feel like we'd be like on our own island. <laughs> we together. We here. We on here. Own I'm not going front. There was a moment where my Samsung was getting on my nerves, and I almost buckled and got an Apple. Almost. Yes. Don't do almost. That. But there's there's not other Android products that yeah, aren't like Samsung. I just don't have to like yeah like this is a Google a Google phone Google Pixel yeah yeah you, you don't you don't have to be handsome Samsung there's not other options yeah like we got LG yeah Motorola's out here like there's you don't have to live in the struggle of Apple you could you could do something better yeah no shade but it's just El Factos El Factos word word you don't have to pay thousand dollars that too um but yeah let's um let's move on so yeah let's let's get into it so how, how, you, do, how you doing today how's your weekend how my my weekend good um how am i doing um i don't have the coronavirus but i definitely have some type of cold situation happening in my life so um hopefully i won't cough too much during the pod but i just want to point out if i say how are you doing you say i don't have the coronavirus people are going to say you definitely have the coronavirus i don't <laughs> I don't. I've been reading the symptoms, and I don't have the symptoms. It's just you can't say how are you doing. And you first, I just you feel like it's like allergy. I just feel like it's some type of allergy-related thing. Because okay. like the cough I have is the cough I have like during allergy season when there's like just something tickling me okay. in the back of my throat, and nothing's really uh, helping. I just have to keep coughing. Right. So that's where I am at this particular juncture in my life. Um, how are you? I'm well. Okay. I'm good. Yeah. Um, How's your we, weekend? Ha- we had a great event. Yes, 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 yes. On yes. Saturday the seventh, yes. mm-hmm. um, we did our first, first book discussion. Yes. for chapter one, it went very well. Oh yeah, I think the layout went well. Yes, um, it was like a lot of good insight. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a lot people, of good conversation. Yeah, like it, it was it was a wide range of people who were um there. Um, we had so it was it was different levels of I guess. Hip hop, hip hop headness. Headness. <laughs> it's like one person who was like who who does listens to mostly singles and more radio hits. Another person who was more like me, who kind of like goes really into like the lyrics of different things. Mm-hmm. And then another person who actually used to work for Def Jam, yeah. so he knows more of the insight of the um, actual industry and like yeah. th- and the thought pattern of what was going on at that time. Yeah, and everything. So like. That person was giving like insight of like the thought pattern of Jay Z during certain albums, right? <laughs> like, so it what? was it was a really good um, discussion mixture of people and, and perspectives and, and stuff like that. So it was a really really good discussion. Um, we are absolutely positively one hundred percent having another one to discuss yeah. chapter two, and we would love for um, our uh, participants to increase because. Um, we had such rich conversation with the people we did have, and we want to enrich that conversation even more yeah. and um, facilitate some genuine discussion, um, debate, and um, hopefully build some relationships with people in the process who, you know, you may not have necessarily ever talked to before. Um, so I guess stay tuned for um, our announcement about when the next one is going to be. Yeah, most likely we're going to try to do it right at the beginning of April. Yes. Um, we're going to try to, like, I guess, work with a library. Yes. And try to get, like, a location and work with that. Yes. Um, but we'll we'll talk. Yes, we shall. And um, I want to take the time to acknowledge how amazing my husband slash co-host is. Because um, the way he laid this thing out is kind of fly. Because um, he didn't tell me too much about what he was thinking of um, when he was doing it. Um, 
he was like, yeah, we're going to, like, read the book, and we're going to listen to music, and we're going to talk about it. But, like, Mark is very, uh, he holds things close to the chest, and he likes to reveal things, like, at the time. Um, and I, I have to say that I was pleasantly surprised at how he laid the discussion out. Like, the way it was structured, it was like, I like this. And it's like, I would never have, how he laid it out, I would never have thought to lay it out like that. Um, I don't want to give it away because I want people who come to the next one to kind of see um, what the experience is like. But it's very much like an immersive experience into the mind and the world of Jay-Z as well as the actual book itself. Um, The way he ties in all of the aspects is really, really um, cool. And I feel like, honestly, like something like this, you could do like what Michael Eric Dyson did and teach this content as like a class somewhere. But uh, that's for the future. But I do, I did want to publicly um, congratulate you and commend you for doing such a great job of putting it together. Like, it was really... I was like, oh, this is lit. I'm with it. Like, wow. Good. Thank you. I know Mark is very uncomfortable with compliments. <laughs> um, words of affirmation is not his love language. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that that was very uncomfortable for you. Um, but yeah. that's how I that's how I show love. So, And I have to work on that, too. I have to work on accepting words. And words of affirmation... <laughs> I always say, like, the reason why is because I've seen, like, so many times. I guess as a poet, you see so many people, they they use poetry Mm -hmm. for things, and, like, they don't really mean it, but it's just good with words. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's always hard for me to um, find out the genuineness in words. Mm -hmm. I understand. um, And everything. But I I, I know you're genuine, so I'm not saying that you're not. You know I don't be saying nice things just to be saying nice things. Correct. But I, I, I think um, if we, I didn't think it was great, I'd be like, "Hey, um, here's some things you could have worked on. Correct. Here's some things you could have improved. I, I would tell you, because like I, I, I realize sometimes with words, people um tend to just not be upfront. Um, people, and I, I'm, I'm actually less worried that people aren't upfront about what they don't like mm-hmm. than being upfront with what they do like. Mm-hmm. I and, understand. And I, 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 I rather because people don't do that, then I'm always skeptical mm-hmm. about words of affirmation. Okay. I understand. I completely um, understand. But, but you're going to get I'm, these words of affirmation like for the rest <laughs> of your life because this is what I do. So for I'm the rest gonna, of your life. I'm going to get them. You're going to get them. That's right. It's just, it's just a fact of life. <laughs> That's cool. Do you want to talk about how you want to, how you have to apologize to people for your love language? <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> that made um, me laugh. Um, so physical touch is like, I think it's like number two uh-huh. on my love language. Mm-hmm. And everything, and like, cause I always um, enjoy being around people. And like, I remember when I was growing up, my sister and my cousins used to always say I'm a human blanket and everything. And I was like, and I was always like, yeah, yeah, well, I, I just want to be around them and everything. Now I have a daughter, right? And my daughter <laughs> is does a lot of like leaning on me and laying on me, and it's just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and like every time you like, like. Every time, like when I, even when, I, when we put her in the bed, like she wants to like me to like stand over the crib so she can lay on my stomach so she can like lay. I'm like just lay down. She's like no. She wants she wants to like be able to touch me all the time, and it's a lot of touching, <laughs> and it's a lot. 
So I think um, a few weeks ago, I had to call and like apologize to my sister for all the touching I've done. Because <laughs> <laughs> Tahira like, does not like all of that. Tahira's like, get off. I Stop po- breathing on me. I had to apologize because this is a lot. <laughs> so all this touching is just, it's just a lot of touching. And I just want her to just relax for a little bit. Um, she loves you. She does. And that's her love language. Yes. It's apparently. A, it's just a lot. It's a yes. lot of touching. Because <laughs> she's like always leaning on me all the time. I'm like, she's, she's always like, mm, "Are you? Make sure you're right here. Just make sure you <laughs> make sure you're close <laughs> at all times." Like, I don't mind it from her because she's small. I think I mind it from adults. I'm like, "Okay, you're too big to be like next to me. Get off." But like from her, I'm like, "Come on, cuddle with no, me." No, no, I, I think it's cuddle cool. It's just I, sometimes I'm like, "Don't you want to just go go just lay down somewhere?" Just right, like all the space and. <laughs> Touching me is what you want to do? This is, okay. Because, like, it's not like she just, like, sits there, but she'll, she'll like, try to crawl. In, I'm like, can you just go sit down? <laughs> sit down, please. <laughs> but she loves you. Like, even when, like, when she, like, she'll, like, want to, like, lay in the bed with us. Mm-hmm. And, like, her whole, like, she was, like, she wants to, like, feel, feel, feel our breath when she's laying down. And she's, like. And I'm just, like, can you get from under my nose? <laughs> like, like, oh, my God. So she, like, put her whole body. I'm, like, just, oh, my gosh, just move, please. <laughs> I beg of you. I beg. so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> And I need, I need some space. <laughs> I need some personal space. Yes. But, you know, it, she just loves us and she wants to be around. Yes, she does. But I'm glad that you now know <laughs> how it feels. And I, and I, and I apologize for everybody. <laughs> I, I was too close and I apologize. <laughs> we, we accept your apology. Okay. Let's, apology. let's move on. Yes, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, love it or lose it. Yes. Mark has the love it or lose it this week. Um, not sure. He had time to think because apparently he had several options. Um, so let, let's see what you've come up with. All right. This lover to lose it is hats. Hats. Okay. All right. Um, the four kinds of hats. Uh-huh. Oh, lover to lose it. FYI. It's, you have four options. And you have love, one when you hold on to, hold on to for dear life. Forever. And one you will throw away and take In away. The trash. And the four kinds of hats are, I kind of had to like group some together. So, cause like I was trying to like say a type of hat. So the first kind of type of hat is like a fedora, mm-hmm. but I will put church hats in that same. Okay, room. women church hats. Women okay. church hats. Yes. Do men have church hats? Not really. They're, they're, they're fedoras. Okay, <laughs> got it. Um, number two, there are snapbacks, and I'll put fitteds in that same one. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Number three are like the scullies. Uh huh. And number four, I put them all in the same one, but I, I guess because they're a type of hat. But Kangol's ivy caps and berets. Okay. Interesting choices. Um, you said like fedoras slash church hats, snapbacks, slash fitted, slash fitted, uh, uh, scullies, and berets, berets, slash Kangol's. Okay. Um. Lose it first. Lose it first. Um, fitteds and, and snapbacks for me. Because they don't look right on me. Like, I've tried to wear them, and it just don't look yeah, right on my head. You never do wear them. You're right. No, I don't. I've, I've tried. Like, I, ha- I have, <laughs> I like, a Barbados one. You're right. You don't And, wear them. like, I bought it because, like, it says, like, Barbados. But, like, they just don't look right on me to me. Like, some, like, and I have a nicely shaped head, I think. I'm not just saying that to say that. I do really genuinely think that. But it's like, I, I don't know. They just don't, they don't do anything for me. 
Like, I see women wear them, and I'm like, oh, that is super cool. It, like, it looks nice, but it just doesn't, to me, doesn't look right on me. I don't, I've tried. I've given it the, a, the, a solid try. Okay. And I'm just like, because like, even in high school, like, when, like, fizz were a thing. Do you ever do, like, the, do, you, do you usually, have you always tried to, because, like, your Barbados one is more of, like, a, a, a duck bill. Okay. Have you ever tried the white bill one, the flat white bills? I don't like them. Visually. Oh, okay. So never Yeah, I don't like them visually. Like, when I see people wearing them, I'm like, okay. Um, go off. So, yeah, I don't know. Those, I, don't, I don't like them. Those hats don't, don't do anything for me. I don't, I don't think they are flattering to me. Specific. I was about to say specific. I know better. Specifically. Atlantically. <laughs> anyway. Specifically, I don't think that type of hat is flattering on me. So those are the ones I would lose. Okay. I think my lose is the Kangles. I thought about those briefly. Yes. Mm-hmm. I feel like... I feel like I tried the, I tried the Kangles for a while, and I was like... Yeah, see? I, I'll, Sorry, y'all. I didn't realize I was right by the mic as I'm, cho- as I'm chomping. Yeah. Um... But yeah, like I th- I think that uh Kangles, number one, mm-hmm. they they look old on me. I feel like they just date me immediately when I put them on. <laughs> I th- I th- even when I was trying when I was older, when I was younger, I was like, it's not working. I look about forty five with this Kangol on. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, because like there was one, there was like a certain point when Kangos were like okay. Mm-hmm. I wore one to a party once, like a graduation party for. A- one of my high school friends, and I like how that looked on me better than a than a fitted. But like I remember, I wore, I wore like I wore like one and do or you two mean in like high the school. ones like the like the like the kind of pointy cap ones, or you mean like the LL Cool J like floppy ones? Not the LL Cool J ones. Okay. Like you know, like the leather kangles that they used to wear, like the leather jacket. Like I feel like you could like the wear. The one your dad has, but huh? Like the one your dad has? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like it, it just you just when you wear it, it automatically become forty every time. At least <laughs> every single time you become forty, and, <laughs> and, and that's just not look you're going for. Yeah, and like I, I, I guess, um, I guess like I understand it, but I, I, I guess I, I just never got into them. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and I've, and I've tried. I've, 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 I've genuinely tried. Yeah, like I feel like you gotta have a certain type of face shape, and like they only look good on a select group of people. I don't feel like they're universal. And I never, I didn't try them with the, with the beard yet, but still, it's worth exploring. But I still, mm. eh. I don't know. Let's try it out the next time we go. <laughs> try the kangle. Yeah, let's try it out. See what happens. Give it, give it a go. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. All right. Um, you love it. <laughs> love it. I think my love it is probably going to be the fedora slash church hat slash. I don't know what kind of hat that black hat is that I have um, that has the, because it's not the quite a fedora, brim. the wide brim. Um, but I love me like a, a wide brim hat. I know. Yeah. Um, and a nice fedora. Um, they're they're beautiful. Um, they're flattering to most people. Like, I haven't seen anybody wear a wide brim or a fedora, and I was like, why you got that on? Like, it seems to work for varying people. Like, I've seen it look nice with men, with women. With people with various different types of head shapes, people with hair, people without hair, like 
I feel like those are a more universal kind of hat that anybody can kind of look cute in. Like, even Avery puts my hat on, and I'm like, oh, how adorable. And she's two. Um, so I feel like it's a universally um, appealing hat. Um, and I, the thing I like about fedoras, too, is that you can you can be really, like, you know, basic with them. And you can be really fancy with them, too. Like, I've seen some really nice, like, felt ones with, like, feathers and other, you know, decorative accoutrements that make them really... They really elevate them to the next level. Yeah. So um, I like those. Um, church hats, I do enjoy a church hat. And not some of those uh, over-the-top, um, bejeweled Jamaica <laughs> Avenue church, hat, church hats. Um, those are a bit much. Um, but I've seen some church hats where I'm, and I used to wear hats. Yeah, you like you like church hats and like fasteners. Yeah, I like church hats, I like fascinators. Um, but yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like those bejeweled Jamaica Avenue church hats. Those don't thrill me. Um, but I do generally like wide brim, like kind of stiffer kinds of hats, I guess. Because to me, I feel like floppy hats don't, don't do anything for me. So, um, yeah, that's my love it. Yeah. Mine's what about you? What you love it? Snapback. See, that works for you. I feel like those look nice on you. Yeah, I, I feel like snapbacks work. Um, and I think <laughs> those just carried over from locks. Okay. Because I feel like when I had locks, no hats fit me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no hats fit me. Most yeah, I remember going was, to several fun. stalls at like the festivals in Brooklyn, and the 3X still looking a little, yeah. little tight. So, so you did like, find one one time that fit. Yes. And that was a straw hat. Mm-hmm. That had, yeah, that that did fit. Yes. What happened to that? Hat? I have no idea what that is. I, I think it got, it got torn up somehow. Ugh, shame. Yeah, but um. What a struggle. Yeah, like I think I like the look of fedoras, mm-hmm. but the only ones that probably work with me are snapbacks. Ah. Uh, I feel like you look nice in a fedora, though. Maybe. But then again, to be fair, I haven't seen you in a fedora since you cut your hair. So maybe, maybe it worked with the locks, but it doesn't work with like the the Caesar. So. Yeah. And 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 I think. I think my uh, extreme New Yorkness makes me like snapbacks more. Yeah. And fillets. Yeah. I remember. I, I, I just like having. I, I like having uh, fillets or snapbacks low, close to my eyes. Yeah. If you if you've ever seen any pictures of Mark circa two thousand three to two thousand and eight, <laughs> that's what Mark was doing. And I'm just like, who are you? Why are you dressed like this? Why? <laughs> Why am I dressed this way? Because you like there's mad pictures I've seen of you where the hat is like down here and you you see like slits of his eyes. I'm like, you don't take that hat off. Quit playing. But that's that was a look back then. The ops can't identify me, son. What ops? <laughs> which ops. which ops? Who op? Who is the ops? Who? <laughs> there's a lot of them. Ops. You gotta watch for the ops. You gotta watch for the ops. So that's why you wear the fitted the fitted pull down low. Yes, you gotta watch out for them. Because you're watching out for the ops. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sure. So they can't see you. Okay. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not going to get into the uh, the validity of that claim or the logic of it. Um, I feel like you're judging me. No, I'm. I'm not. I. I don't have any ops. Uh, That's fine. I don't have any ops that I'm hiding from. I should say. All my ops know where to find me. They can see me. That's fine. Um, but I can see how you would want to not be seen by the ops. By the ops. I get it. I get it. Totally. Truly. Like honestly. Yeah. No, not at all. Why would you say that? All right. That's love it or lose it. You would just wrap love up the it. segment like that? Or lose it. That is just so. Love it or lose oh. it. Love it or lose it. Ah. If hmm. you have any questions on the love it or lose it, 
You can talk to us on social media. Word. Or you can talk to us on the website. Yes, and our socials are uh, Instagram is All Love No Fear Podcasts. Yes. Uh, Twitter is All, all Love, Love No, no Fear, Fear P1. P1. Um, what's the other one? Facebook is All, all Love, Love No Fear Podcasts. Podcast, that's or the page. All of no fear. We have two of them. I'm still trying to find a way to combine them. Yeah. One might be yeah. All of No Fear. One might be All of No Fear Podcast. Yeah. Just Either one is active at the moment. I'm not sure why Facebook won't let us merge them. I've been trying but to merge it for a while. We're going to figure it out. <laughs> we're going to figure it out. Or you can email us All of No Fear at P, uh, All of No Fear Podcast at gmail.com. Um, yeah. We're out here in the streets. Yup. 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 And websites are up. And we Word. Good. We good. Word. We good. Um. <clears throat> Yeah, uh, let's go right into our topic. Our topic for today. Uh, yes. So and go. Um. So this topic was inspired by Love Is Blind, the Netflix um, phenomenon um, that has taken over the world. Topic number two for it. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. So so funny story. Um, the reunion came out on Thursday at three a.m. Of course, I was asleep, but upon waking. Praise God. On Thursday morning, I said, when I get on this Long Island Railroad, I'm turning this on and I'm watching it on the way to work. So I'm watching it on the way to work. I'm sitting on a train. This girl is sitting next to me. And like during the reunion, different things people are saying, I'm like having a reaction to like I'm in front of the TV. So I'm like laughing or I'm like, uh-uh, you know, being black. And I feel like this girl next to me kind of looking at me and I look over at her and she picks up her phone and she's like, she's watching it too. So we're both watching it and just like carrying on. And, and when we get off the train, she's like, enjoy the rest of the episode. And I was like, me too. Yes, girl. Bye. So it was just like hilarious that I'm sitting next to someone who's watching the same thing I'm watching. And we having the same like, because I guess she heard me laughing. And she was like, what the hell is she laughing at over there? And then she saw what I was looking at. She was like, I'm with you, sis. We here together. So um, this show has really been very interesting and um it's sparked a lot of like think pieces and debates and conversations and um you know first of all shouts to lauren and um um, what's that boy's name cameron um the black girl the only other black girl on the show she's everything her husband is super cute they were out here doing a little media tour um this week they were in new york i'm mad i didn't run into them at any point but you know it's whatever um but anyway One of the couples on the show, the only black couple who didn't make it past, what, episode four, episode five, um, they were featured as part of the reunion. And if you haven't watched the show, the backstory on this couple is basically they met in the pods in the beginning. They fell in love. He proposed. um, And then after they got engaged and met each other, they went on the trip to Mexico. Um, While they were in the pods, they showed him doing confessionals where he talked about, excuse me, how he um, has been with men and both men and women in the past. And he was really feeling the woman, but didn't like was unsure of how to tell her for fear of being rejected. Before he proposed. <coughs> so essentially, he proposed, they meet each other, they go on this trip to Mexico, and he brings it up. <clears throat> Her response is very mature, in my opinion. I think we talked about it last podcast. Her response was, I need a minute to think about it. 
And he flipped on her and called her everything but a child of God and was incredibly disrespectful. And, you know, people on the Internet had very strong feelings about both of them. So um, on the reunion, um, the two of them were reunited. Um, and the guy's name is Carlton. The woman's name is Diamond. Um, and basically, she her point of view was, you know, I felt like I was blindsided by what was said. And I felt like I needed a moment to think about it without, you know, so that when I reapproached the situation, I approached it maturely. And she felt like the fact that he called her the B word to her face because for no real reason, because she didn't do anything that prompted that, in my opinion. She just felt like, because I guess they asked her, do you think that there's any hope for the two of you reconciling or anything like that? And she's just like, honestly, the biggest issue for me is the disrespect. Like, she still didn't have a problem with the fact that he was gender fluid or not gender fluid, but he was sexually fluid or whatever the case is. Her biggest problem was the fact that he disrespected her and called her the B word. She was like, I was cool. But like when he flipped and did that, that's where I was like, I can't, I can't tolerate the disrespect. Um, so he, you know, on the other hand, he expressed himself and said that, you know, he, um, he realizes that he, you know, he should have told her before, but like he just, he was so worried about what her reaction was going to be. And I think he recognized in some way that how he behaved was wrong. I didn't like that he said he indirectly called her out there, out of her name. I was like, no, nah, you call that lady directly. The B word. Directly. To her face. Like she was sitting like less than two feet away from you and you said it to her. So, you know, I don't, I don't like how you're trying to skirt what you did here, but okay. But anyway... They kind of, he said that he apologized to her. He apologized again on the reunion and he had taken the ring because she had taken the ring off after he called her the B word and he threw it in the pool. But I guess he jumped in the pool or some producer jumped in the pool, pulled the ring back out at the reunion. He like got down on his knee and not like proposed to her, but sort of was like, let's kind of start over. Like, please accept this ring as like a token of friendship, whatever, whatever. Um, and she was like, cool. Okay, whatever. But, um... In the statement, when they were talking back and forth on the reunion, um, she said that she had gotten death threats um, and had been accused of being homophobic or biphobic or whatever phobic because people felt like she didn't, she wasn't accepting of Carlton. And that bothered me a bit. Because I felt like she, from my assessment of things, she didn't do anything wrong. Her reaction was actually the reaction that one would hope for if they're coming to the table with some information like this and are looking for a supportive ear. And I've seen a few think pieces and articles talking about, you know, why she or people like her are displaying phobias and I just was like I can't see it because to me I felt like when when he said to her I've been in relationship with both men and women her response was like oh okay 
this is the first time I'm hearing about this. I need a moment to think. And then when she came back in the scene at the pool and was like, yes, yeah, so I've had some time to think about what you said. Like, do you want to explain to me like what that means? And you flipped and the dude flipped. And to me, I'm like, what part of what she did was phobic? And the greater question, if a woman who identifies as heterosexual does not want to date somebody that they find out is bisexual, fluid, whatever you want to call it, why is that person phobic? Why is that the label? Yeah, I, I, I um, my whole um statement on this whole thing is I, I think that um, the problem that we uh, as a society have to fit, understand is that when it comes down to attraction, we all have different attractions. We all have different attractions. We all have different norms. We all have different experiences. We all have different history. Uh-huh. And that those history, those experiences, they kind of form our norms of what we are looking for in a spouse. Mm-hmm. We're all looking for different things in a spouse. And regardless of where, you, you, no one understands where things are coming from. It might come from a bias, from quite come different things, but we all have a certain mindset of how we certain things. <coughs> there's always, like, there's always backlash when it comes out publicly, mm-hmm. when people say things, but we all have preferences. It's just, you just can't say it out loud, right? right. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's always the case. And um, um, before we, I'm gonna get into that part, but like mm-hmm. even when we talk about um, racially, mm-hmm. how we um, how we date and how we talk to people, mm-hmm. some people just have a preference, and we we tend to go for right certain things, maybe racially, right. um, body type, right? We we we, we all have preferences, mm-hmm. but once it's said out loud, people like feel offended because right. people feel as if. Oh, you're saying if I don't have that, I'm unattractive. Right. And they and it, it speaks to um, insecurities that people have. Right. It speaks. No, no, go ahead. It speaks to like insecurities people have. So like, um, some people have have been like told for a long time that like certain colors of skin are unattractive. Mm-hmm. So now when someone speaks on that, when someone says that, it feels like you're attracted. Like even even not to them, just to mm-hmm. somebody else. Right. It's like it's just speaking to that insecurity. So like you have to like say something if you right. feel like because you're like, oh, I need to understand that it is beautiful and everything because it's just so not um, on the forefront. Mm-hmm. On this side, I'm not gonna say I understand because I'm not that. Uh-huh. But what I will say is um, society will has demeaned anybody who has had that kind of past. Right. Um, there's been jokes for years um, about, like, oh, if you do anything like that, then you gay, don't talk. Like, it's, right. there's been jokes on that and everything. Right. So when someone, um, when so hearing that all the time, you have certain insecurities about mm-hmm. how someone feels. So it's, it's very easy. Just how you're scared of people putting you in a box Mm-hmm. It's very easy to put all the people in a box right. based off what you think their preferences is mm-hmm. or where their preference comes right. from. Um, what this guy did was he um, he he had two different boxes. Mm-hmm. He had one box is someone is fully in support of fully mm-hmm. and like acts like nothing's wrong, uh-huh. or someone who does not like <laughs> uh-huh. anybody who's done it before mm-hmm. and everything. So any form of questions that she had outside of yeah we cool. He automatically put in the box of this person is homophobic and against right. me, so I have to. I 
I have to attack <laughs> out of um, protection of myself right. <laughs> and everything like that, which was incorrect on his part. Right. It's, it's, so that's, because, I, I, think, okay. I think what I said before was like, it was insecurities that he needed to work on himself yeah. before he got in that relationship. He, he didn't work on that, right. on like how to accept different levels of somebody. Because and it is also incorrect. Yeah. So if it's it's um it's also incorrect to like if you especially if you know in your mind that it might be an issue and mm-hmm. you know the issue before, mm-hmm. why not say it before? If you know if you said if you said it like oh mm-hmm. I'm I'm worried about this being a problem. Uh-huh. If you didn't say that, it's one thing. But you right. said this might be a problem because it's right. been a problem before. Uh-huh. This is why you say it upfront. Right. Um. It's just like when like someone will will say like they made the statement before like. If you find out, mm-hmm. if you're um, dating somebody and then you find out later um, that the person was, is um, transgender and then you don't keep dating them, then that you're, you're a transphobic. I'm like, no, that's not true. Right. That's not true at all. Like you, 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 have, you lied you ha- to me. You have a preference. And you didn't give me the choice to, to, to decide whether I was okay with this. Correct. So, I'm not. I'm not. So basically, I'm not saying you have to come up to me up front. And right. The first thing you say to me is, "Hey, hey. I'm transphobic." Right. But I'm if tra- you know I'm that we're coming, like, yeah. cl- we're close. Right. We're trying to start a relationship. Right. We're, we're trying to be sexually active. Right. I don't think you should let me know what's going on. Right. You should just tell me. Right. <laughs> and just try to be honest. And if you like, if you're gonna be honest enough to let me <laughs> be a part of your life, mm. and honest enough to let me be a part of your sexual whatever it is, you should be honest enough to let me know what's going on with you. Right, and that's what I think Diamond's thing was. It had nothing. She didn't say anything about her preference or any of that. Her problem was that she he lied to her, and he didn't have to. Like she, her thing was you had several opportunities to tell me this. Before you even asked me to marry you, why would you ask me to marry you knowing this and not saying anything? That was Correct. her issue. Like at no that's point. A, that's, a, that's a certain step. Yeah. At no point in the conversation, at least what we saw on camera, did she say, I prefer men to, that are completely straight or I like she said nothing about preference. Her whole thing from what the camera showed us was that she felt lied to. Correct. Like you, we were talking, we were vibing, we were building. Like, why did you never bring this up to me? And let me make and let me know so that I can make an informed decision when you ask me to marry you. I can go ahead with marrying you, knowing this information. And she even said on the on the on the um, reunion, she basically was willing to work through the issue. She wasn't willing. She wasn't trying to break up with him. Like, she was willing to work through the feelings with him because she felt that strongly about him. So she was willing to work through the whatever issues he felt like he had around his sexuality or whatever the case is. She was willing to, like, be understanding and work through it with him. Her only thing was, why didn't you tell me before? Because you had the opportunity to do it. So it's like, again, my confusion with people calling her biphobic and homophobic is like, at no point did she say... I don't want to be with him anymore because he told me this. Her only thing was you lied and you didn't have to. Why weren't you honest? She was like, I was honest with you about who I was and what I was about. Why couldn't you reciprocate that? So to me, I'm just like the fact that people are like throwing her under the bus and accusing her of being like homophobic. And Carlton did speak about that at the reunion. He was like, I do not believe that she's any type of phobic and I don't 
agree with people saying that about her. I don't think that's fair. That's never what she's shown to me. But it's like the fact that people were so quick to jump on the bandwagon and say that about her, I was bothered by it because I'm like, A, she has the right to have a preference if she so chooses, but B, that wasn't even her problem. Her problem was that he lied and then he disrespected her after she called him out about lying. Correct. That's what the actual problem is, not anything to do with her feelings about his being sexually fluid. So I'm just like, we got to stop jumping on this bandwagon and being so quick to call people homophobic or biphobic or transphobic or dysphobic or that phobic when they simply either A, have questions or B, feel like someone was dishonest and they're bothered by that. Correct. Like you have the right to be bothered by somebody being dishonest with you about their sexuality. And... Yes, I know that there are certain social social things and ways that we're raised that make some of us be a little <coughs> a little closed-minded about certain things like there there may be other communities where women feel like, "Oh, it's no big deal like I'm dating a guy that has a past with a man." But other communities, that's not the same thing that's just not the that's not the that's not like that's not the social norm correct so like so it's your first reaction might not be that right but it's it's and carlton's black and diamond's black so carlton as a black man should know that diamond is a black woman good chance was going to be like what now what you mean huh the very reaction he was scared of to me is the one he should have expected but it wasn't the one he got so that's I'm I'm confused about why he's now like on some and and this, nobody stood up for me I'm and, like, and 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 this whole conversation what? is based like I said it's based off of the fact that and he he said himself he was worried about it yes so this so I can understand if he he was like everything's gonna be fine I was even thinking about it uh-huh. and that, but he and he, he said he was worried about it yeah <laughs> and everything. He's saying he's worried about it means that it is a it is something that he needs to be spoken about. Right. Because he said he was worried about it. Right. If you're saying you're worried about it, then it should be spoken about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that and, and that and that that's 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 the bottom line. It should be have a, a conversation should be had about it because you're worried about it. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm like basically from like episode one or two in the confessionals, he's talking about how he has this secret. He has this secret. So I'm like, you know, that this is this is not like a a little a little mini thing like oh you know I used to do cocaine back in the day. That's not, that's not a mini thing. If you don't do it anymore, then you know whatever. Um, I don't know if it's a mini thing at all. I mean, maybe not do cocaine, but maybe maybe I've tried cocaine in the past. That's not a thing that you need to like divulge like. To start a relationship with somebody. Like, that's not okay. something that if I found that out later in life, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Well, let, it, it wouldn't. It, that's me personally. It wouldn't preclude me from talking to somebody. I'd just be like, okay, so you might have a propensity, but like, I'll keep my, I keep my good eye open. But when it comes to stuff like sexuality and sexual, sexual history and things like that, I do feel like that's something that you need to be upfront about. Like, from the jump like or or as soon as you feel comfortable enough to tell the person and to me i feel like if you felt comfortable enough to propose marriage at some point you had to have felt comfortable enough to tell her hey this is this is who i am 
And now, whether, whether whatever she chooses to do with that, that's her decision. But if you felt like you had been talking with her enough and vibing with her enough that you felt like getting married or proposing marriage was something you genuinely in your heart of hearts wanted to do, telling her about this past of yours should have been on the list. Because I'm like, let's say, for example, she... Y'all talking the whole time and then you find out she got like six kids. You'd feel some type of way about that. You'd f- you'd be like, wait, why is that something you never told me? Why you never brought that up? Like, or she had some type of like incurable disease. Like you would want to know something like that. So I just feel like I don't understand why he didn't feel that he should have said something before and that she didn't have a right to be like, when it was said. Yeah, um, I'll even take take that out of the equation. Um, so, my preference <laughs> for me uh-huh. um, all, all the time was always with a um, different um, flavors, I guess best would say, of black women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's always been mm-hmm. my preference, different flavors of black women. That's, it's, that's just always been, and it has to do with a lot of times, like I said, well, exposed to, mm-hmm. I was around black, black people my whole life mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. for different things. So, it's just... That's just what my preference has been, mm-hmm. right? If someone Rachel Do- Dolezal me, <laughs> Rachel Dolezal, oh, <laughs> Rachel Dolezal me, and like I thought they were black the whole time, uh-huh. and like they waited till after I proposed, and then right before the wedding, like oh FYI, my family, like like you I, see a bunch of white people at the wedding, like who are all is these people? Like, oh, that's my mom and them, huh? <laughs> What you mean? Yes, obviously I would have to say I would meet them, but if if that if that's what occurred, I would be like, you're not gonna let me know, right? Like you're not gonna say nothing, <laughs> and like I hopefully they wouldn't be like, well, is it because you're? Ra-? I'm like, no, just, just let me know, right? Just like, let me know what's going on. Let me know what I'm signing up for from <laughs> like, the jump. Like we, we talk about black stuff. I, I heard you say the N word a few times. I, don't, I just have, I just have right, like that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> I've, 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 now I've, I got to revisit every conversation. Like oh. So you white and you say, oh, that's crazy. That's wild crazy. I heard you the N-word a few times. I have, I have questions yeah. about why, why, why Let's this Let's follow up. Let's what's, follow what's, up. What's going on? What's happening? Yeah. <laughs> so it's the same. Like, it's not the same thing. But it's, it's just I would like to know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> like, you don't want to feel, like, deceived. Yes. Um, because that that doesn't mean that I don't love them anymore. Right. And that like I wouldn't try to figure it out. Right. But now I just have questions because it's something outside of what my what in my mind my understanding, I want, of, understanding, you my understanding of you and my understanding of especially if what what my initial preference was and everything from there. Right. And, and I think that's what Diamond's point was. Yeah. So it it was it would be something that like oh this is different from my initial preference. Mm-hmm. The initial fr- what, what what um the but like this might be fine, but mm-hmm. now I have to like process this and mm-hmm. how this works because this is not my norm. Yeah, this is not my norm, so now I need to process this. Right, and I understand that that person might um, the same way how that person goes through. Like, I, I I still have to process because I am a human being too, and I have to take time to process things myself. Mm-hmm. I understand they probably went through a, they go through a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> themselves right and they've probably went through a lot of backlash and went through a lot of heartbreak right but me as a human being also has to go through things right and i have to be able to go i i, I go through things myself right and i have to figure things out right um another thing i was thinking about was like i i mentioned it before is like it's interesting because um 
women go through things themselves also mm-hmm. and like how in terms of um relationships and so they tend to like want to be upfront like what if is as a woman like just want to make sure that um people who are just not upfront <laughs> and before and it, it, they're just worried about that and like no one speaks on that either mm-hmm. um or just their safety or their um lack of privilege in certain situations mm-hmm. but um it's it, it's it's weird yeah like and and don't get me wrong i i understand that you know especially i'll, I'll say the black community specifically um <coughs> some of us still have a ways to go in terms of our thought processes about sexuality and and whatever and i do agree that there there is phobia in our community. I'm not disputing that whatsoever. But I also feel like when you do stuff like this where you're not honest and you put people in in in, in crazy situations and predicaments where they feel like they have to be um they have to be like defensive of their point like you you kind of help contribute to the feelings of phobia that exists when you're not up front. Because to me, I feel like watching this storyline, someone who may never have experienced that situation or even Diamond herself might now be more wary when dating and possibly have some type of phobia now. Potentially because or people people who have been in that situation like she has, they may not have had a phobia before, but now they're kind of like on guard because this has happened to them. So now it's the like one of the first things they're asking now. So first date. Great. You like uh, soccer. You like wine. Do you also like men? Just got to clear that up now because now now you now you've opened up that that door of like doubt in their mind where like that's probably something you never would have thought about before but now it's something that now that you've experienced that it's now something you got to ask everybody I, which I which which can come off phobic but it's not but you just kind of like well well I, 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 I just need to know before I go forward because I can't trust now that people are going to be honest with me what I will say is I I wouldn't I I, I it's hard for me to put that on um that community for that that for or him for that case. Let me, let me finish. <laughs> I, I, no, I didn't if, say anything. I was just like, oh. I, I don't know if I it, I don't know. It's fair to put it on him because like I'll put it on that. that that's I just, feel like it gives ammunition to people who already feel that way to be like, yeah, see, this is why I feel it, this way it because does, da, 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 da. it does give ammunition. I'm not saying it does give ammunition, but I still don't think it's I. I still don't think it's fair to put up because the reason why I say that um, it's, it's it's just like um, when if someone doesn't have interactions with um, black people and they and someone does something mm-hmm. and now like oh because this person did something I, this is how I feel a certain way about black people mm-hmm. and like I like I, I hear what you're saying mm-hmm. but I'm still putting my blame on that person no no absolutely and and that's why absolutely I because like if 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 um. If a black person does something and like, oh, this is why I don't mess with black people. Right. I'm still putting the blame on the person. Absolutely. For, for not 
absolutely for, for painting black people in a certain absolutely. way. Absolutely, but we so, can't ignore that that person's actions have now colored the vision of the that vision person. or thought patterns Correct. that a person now has as a result of that experience. I I agree that what you're saying is just I'm the fault is still on the initial part. That, that's what I'm saying. No, no, no I I understand that. That 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 that, that, that I get what you're saying, mm-hmm. but I, I just want I just want to be clear that the fault does still fall on that person mm-hmm. for taking for painting. Yes, it is. It is for, their fault because they should know not to paint a whole better. Yeah, yes. they should know that the, 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 the that that their actions are whether they want to want it to or not are in some way to some to somebody somewhere speaking for the entire group. And wait, what? No, I'm just saying like Carlton <laughs> should know. That regardless of whether he's looking at himself like I'm just me, I'm an individual. Ultimately, his actions, whether he wants them to or not, can be seen by some as representative of the whole group. Correct. But I, and I and think, can serve as a trigger to individuals who have also been in the situation that he is that he himself is in and that he is now putting someone else in. That might be correct, but I don't think he has to accept that. I'm not saying he has to. I'm just saying he needs to be aware of it. I don't know. Because I, I, I'm saying that because I, I, I don't accept it when people do it to me. No, no, no. I, 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 I understand that I may be, um. <laughs> I, like, if, if, if someone, if someone, um, like, I, I would not accept it if someone tries to say, uh, I, I'm not, I'm not accepting responsibility of. Speaking for all black, I'm not. I'm no, not, I, 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 not, I understand I that, not. and so I know. I know that I need to still work through my thoughts on this because I definitely don't <laughs> look at it the same way when it comes to like black people. Like I'm like no, I'm, I'm not saying they're the same, but I'm talking about in terms of perception. Like, no, 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 I, I, I understand. I, yeah. And what I, what I'm saying is, I I know that if we were talking about somebody perceiving a black person some way based on something, I would be like, well, black people aren't a monolith. We're not all the same. You can't assume that by da 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 da. But I am sort of saying it in, in this particular scenario, and, that's and I realize that that's that's not okay. <laughs> that's what I said. I'm but like, uh... <laughs> here we are. I don't make the news. I just report it. Um, I'm still developing my thought process on this, and I'm not gonna pretend that um, <clears throat> I like. I don't consider myself to be phobic. I don't think so, honestly and truly. Um, and I know logically that one person from the LGBT community is not representative of all i know that to be a stone cold fact because i know several people who are part of the community and none of them are like the other so i know logically that that's not um the case but i also kind of struggle with the thought that you know i guess ultimately my issue is that before you continue i i I think it's hard i i I understand what you're saying because Anything that you're not a part of, it's very easy to paint brushes on others. Yes, and so so I, I get it. like, and I'm the, trying, the, the, I'm the, trying the, not the less, to paint a brush. Yeah, and I I understand I mean, anything that you're not a part of that you're not exposed to, it's very easy to paint a brush because I don't know something about um how we categorize it's it it just makes things easier to categorize mm-hmm. and everything. So I, I I get it, but we 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 just got to be mindful. We just got we just have to be mindful of um. I always that's that's why I always try to like paint it back. Not to say that everybody struggles the same because it's mm-hmm. incorrect. Everybody right. struggles is not equal nor the same. But um, I have to be mindful of how we um in terms of perception, in terms of how we um deal with perception of others and everything, to not 
to realize that everybody still does have a certain struggle, certain things they're fighting with and everything. And one of those one of those things that most um people who are my, on different minority um or I can't think of the name of the marginalized marginalized <laughs> people is they're dealing with is per um perception of anything. Right. It's like it's like just one of one of the basics <laughs> of how they paint all men or all women, same mm-hmm. thing. It's just right certain things that we fight for. Right. And it, it, we tend to fight for more for the things that we're a part of. Mm-hmm. But um, sometimes it's harder to fight for things that we're we're not a part of, right? Um, and everything. But, but it, 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 sometimes it, I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't happen. I'm, I'm saying sometimes it's just it's just it's um we we tend to do the same thing that we're fighting for to yeah. others. I mean, I I think ultimately what what my what my big thing comes down to is I feel, and this is just my feeling, I feel like Carlton feels like because. He is part of a marginalized community and he is um he's part of two marginalized communities, black and LGBT. He feels like he should get a pass for being dishonest. And that if he's not given that pass, then people are being discriminatory. And it's like I feel like I kind of see that narrative play out a lot of times with people that are part of the LGBT community sometimes where it's like, no, you're dead wrong. And it's not, it doesn't have anything to do with your sexuality. It has to do with how you handle the situation and how wrong you were in it. But because you're part of this community, you almost feel like anything that's said against you is phobic. And that's the way I feel like he's taking people's response to him. Because he's like, I feel like he said he said something. I'll, I'll read what he said. He said, hold on, where is it? I'm really done. Thanks for the press request, booking, etc. I'm not doing any press slash bookings as of today's radio interview. Urban media has been the worst to me. Black lives matter until it's an LGBT black life. Also, so-called celebrity friends on social media have every opportunity to, to defend my character, yet they don't. I argue, I've argued for tons of people. Y'all see any of these people speaking up for me? I'm done. And I'm like, bro, <clears throat> the issue is not that you're LGBT. That's not the issue. The issue is that, A, you were a liar, and, B, you disrespected a black woman on national television. On a, That's what people's problem is with you. It's not that you're LGBT. Nobody cares. That's not anything new. The issue is that you lied and you were dis- you disrespected the only other black woman on that show and you were the only black man that was featured on that show. So people's problem is you were the only black man. You didn't represent black men well because of how you disrespected the black woman on the show. That's what people's problem is. Because there was another black woman on the show and nobody's treated her disrespectfully or spoke to her in any way. I think people's problem is yeah, we know it's America, it's Netflix, it's going to be a bunch of white people. But we were excited to see a black couple. And then to see the black couple disintegrate in such a way where the man was being so disrespectful to the woman. That was the problem. Not that you were LGBT, you were disrespectful to the black woman, and you lied. That was the problem. And so I feel like he's trying to make it, uh, people aren't feeling me because, no, no. You call that woman the B word to her face on television. 
Like, you did that. Own that. Stop trying to make it like people are being or people are against you because of blah, 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 blah. Who in their right mind is going to speak up for you when you sat on TV and called a black woman the B word to her face? Like, you're you're conflating points that aren't aren't there. I want to play devil's advocate. The devil doesn't need advocates, but. (laughs) Devil's advocate is this. Um, I think that what he's saying is, I did it. His, I think my belief is his mindset is, my belief is, that I did an emotional response due to my circumstances and the things that I go through, and my emotional right. response was this, mm-hmm. and people are not <coughs> understanding that it was just an emotional response, and I think that's what he's trying to say. Right, and. I I think um, the reason why I'm saying that is because I think I do that with people um, for people who are um, people in court or people or certain people who are like um, turn um, speak a certain way or they say saying there might be a lot of cursing might be a lot of um, aggression mm-hmm. but I know where they're coming from right. And when it comes down to black people about upset about a certain situation, mm-hmm. um, and they react violently or certain right. things, and I understand it. And like people were like, "Nah, they're violent. Why, mm-hmm. why would anybody defend you?" Right. But in my mind, I'm like, "You're right," but like it's just an emotional response, right, right, <laughs> to some to something. And like with their most their emotional response is wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes, but like I understand where that comes from, right? And I think what he was looking for somebody to like to not listen to what he was saying, but hear what he's saying in his heart about like I'm just upset and like I've been going through a lot and everything. And he was like, I'm waiting for somebody to defend me from that from that community who understands that feeling. And I think that's kind of where from he what was, community from the celebrity community. Um, well, I, I guess from the um, I, in my mind, I think he's talking from the LGBT community. No, he's speaking specifically about the black community. Okay, so like, but but even that, he's saying like he wants that same response. But the issue is people who tend to take themselves out of that emotional right. response because they're, they're not a part of it to understand it. I guess that's all I can think of. Because like, I, I'm, I'm saying that because like I said, from from my instance, when I when I, when I say that, some some people would be like who. Um, Either people who aren't from who 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 have not seen that mm-hmm. aggression, then they're like, "Oh, they're just being violent." Right. There's no excuse for it. Doesn't matter. Like, yeah, right. but I was like, "You're right. They're still being violent." Everywhere. But like, right. it's an emotional response and everything. And right. Like, and like I'm, I tend to. But but here's understand. my problem with Carlton. My problem with Carlton is, you've been on TV before, and you've been talking slick to women on TV before, because he was on a season of Real Housewives of Atlanta, like. Maybe three or four years ago. And he was going back and forth with Kenya, Kenya Moore on the show. And it was very like snippy, sassy, disrespect. Like, so you've shown this type of behavior before where you haven't been in communication with black women in a positive way. So people who did see that and knew who you were when they saw you acting out, acting it out again on this show, it was like, oh, here he go again with the same behavior I've seen him exhibit mm-hmm. in the past. So it's like. Who are you expecting to speak up for you when there are digital receipts of you being disrespectful to black women on TV from before you got on the show? Like, I, I, I understand that you going through a lot. You got a lot going on. I get it. But like, you also have to own 
that the the way that you behaved is you you chose to behave that no, no, way. I, 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 so I'm you not, can't not then taking, turn I'm taking, around. I'm not taking that away. Right. So, the, but my thing is, don't then turn around and say the black community is turning its back on you because you're LGBT. No, that the black community is roasting you as you deserve to be roasted because of the behavior that you've exhibited, not once but twice on television that can be pulled up at any point in time. I understand. I, 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 I'm, I'm just trying to understand where he's coming from, where, where, where his response is coming from. I understand. I think he probably needs to go to therapy. Probably. And work through his problems. I, I, I think, like I said, I think his response comes from <laughs> saying, like, why is no one listening to, like, he wants people to hear what he's feeling, not really what he's saying. That's and, fine. And, like, that's and, fine. And I, I think that. But do but, that rather than lashing out at black women. Because that's how it looks. Correct. It looks like you lash out at black women. When you feel like they're challenging you, that's how it looks. Yeah. And so people aren't going to defend that and they don't have to. Correct. But don't make it a people are anti your um, community because they're not jumping to defend you. And as a matter of fact, he's lying about no one defending him because Demetria Lucas, who I follow on um, social media, she was doing reviews of the show and he saw like one of the reviews she wrote where she talked about his behavior and he got in contact with her. He spoke on the phone with her and she came back on the phone on the Internet and did an update and said, I spoke to Carlton. He said this, da, 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 that he apologized to Diamond, that he's moving forward. You know, I really support him and look forward to whatever, whatever. So it's like somebody and somebody on a very public platform did come back and speak positively about you. So I'm just kind of like, well, how do you uh, feel I, I, like I everybody's I, I, against I, you when you're just not owning the fact that you were wrong? Like, just own it. I think Stop trying to make it something that it's not. That, I think that's a different conversation about how we um, intake social media. I think it's a different yeah. conversation about that. Because, like, um, what happens on social media is you see all the responses. And the ones that are negative are always going to be the loudest. Right. Of course. So, I don't disagree with that. And it's always... And, like, so... When it's different from me from just looking on there and seeing someone's resp- response to it. Uh-huh. It's someone else from seeing someone who's adding all the things that people add you at. Mm-hmm. So, like, if he's looking at that, I can see why. <laughs> that no, neg- I, I completely I, understand. I, I can see why, like, his his vision is everybody's yeah. against me. Yeah. And I understand he's in his feelings right now. Doing social media is always terrible. Yeah. And I understand yeah. that he's in his feelings right now. And I really do hope that. He gets some therapy and some help and he can really work through his issues and be a more emotionally healthy human being. But I'm just like, bro, you also got to you're a grown up. You also got to recognize like how you looked wild, how you made both the women that you got into it on TV look wild and how it was a poor reflection on you as a person. Period. And negatively impacted that woman, too. Yes. Which is a key thing to mention also. Absolutely. How that situation negatively impacted her also. Absolutely. I think that's an important thing to know. Right. Because the fact that she's getting death threats when all she was trying to do was say, can I let me process what you're talking about is insane. And like you, you just kind of sat there and and let that idea roll forth. So I'm just like, listen, just do better. Let's just do better. OK. All right. Anything all else right. on that? I think that is it. All right. Let us move on. To the next. Oh, yeah, 107. Yeah, we over here. We've we, we been talking for a long time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it would be a short talk. Too. So wrap this thing up. All you right. know, 
It's, it, and I'm and I'm sure we haven't said everything we we could possibly think. We're probably going to talk about some more stuff in the car. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, whatever. Um, on to our artist spotlight for today. Our artist Artists spotlight. Spotlight. Artist spotlight. Our featured artist for today is none other than um, winner of Sunday Best Season Three, I believe. Um, Leand and gospel singer Leandria Johnson. Um, she is a fellow Aquarius gang gang we in here Um, and she is from Florida she's from Florida Um, she's a pastor's kid Um, you know she came to prominence as I said as a result of the show Sunday Best Um, she came in audition like I think she was living in New Orleans at the time and you know this was right around uh, the time that uh I think it was still, like, post-Hurricane Katrina, and, like, she was really going through a lot. And um, she um, she uh, she blew the house away. And, like, every week she would come on. Like, she would just, like, just effortless singing. Like, it's just disgusting how good she is. Um, if you want to, like, get your life, go on YouTube and find the video of the Mary Mary concert where they do the mic toss. And they handed the mic to her, and she started going off. And, like, <laughs> Erica came and was like, give me that mic back. Because, like, she just... Leandria Johnson is the person who will sing your song better than you in your face. And you'll just be like, well, I did this to myself. I did. I did this. I did this. I did this. I should never have given her the mic. Should never have. Um, like, her voice is beautiful. It's just, like, rich. It's clear. She can give you runs for days. She can give you range for days. Um, she's everything. Um, and I really like her because you know what? She's a real person. Like, she's been on the internet wilding, for sure. Back when Periscope was a thing, she would be on Periscope at the house, you know, drinking Hennessy and being ignorant. And yeah, it doesn't look great as a gospel singer, image wise, not at all. But, and it, and it was definitely a cry for help, and she went on Yana and all that. But a part of me also appreciates the fact that. She lives her life authentically and out loud, and um, she doesn't pretend. Because some of these gospel singers be out here on stage pretending. They be whole child abusers, wife abusers, kid kid deniers, non-child support payers, adulterers. They be all types of things. Um, we'll get into that one day. But there's a lot of gospel singers I can't fool with. Because, like, the things I know about their real life that they be pretending about, I can't get with, so I can't listen to their music no more. But um, Leandria Johnson, I appreciate. Like, the things she, sends, she sings are deeply connected to her experiences and her real life. So um, the song uh, we're going to play is Better Days um, by Leandria Johnson. Uh, So get into it. Get into it.
next part. Hey. Hey. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, she be singing, okay? Like like I said, like go go watch her on um the YouTube's like she just oh <coughs> she'll snatch your edges. You'll be look you'll be bald headed like me. True tea. True tea. Um, so what's been happening in the world? So many things. Um This week in Linda. Yes. Um, so coronavirus is officially on Long Island now. Mm-hmm. Um there are apparently six cases. Uh mm-hmm. Four in uh, Nassau, two in Suffolk. Um, <clears throat> the per- the person from um, Nassau who apparently kicked it off is from Uniondale um, or lives in Uniondale. And uh, he or she, I don't know who it is, worked, I think they said it's a he, um, worked at one of the, the local hospitals. So, like, it's just, it's just slight panic um, going on. In addition to the guy from the city who infected, like, 600 people, um... Somebody trying to see where he's at, though. Yeah, Somebody trying to pull up. I know people trying to find him. Because I'm like, bro, bro, how you infected all these people? What is, what is the reason? It's, what it's, is it's the China, reason? What I will say is it's it's a, um, this coronavirus, right? Mm-hmm. It's, number one, I know they're not going to let, they're trying to minimize, minimize how much they're telling. Minimize how much they're telling because they know that people are insane. Yes, and, pe- and people are in panic mode right now yeah. to the point where people are like, I'm not drinking Corona beers. I'm not going to Asian restaurants, none of which have anything to do Nothing. with, with, with but, this. Um, but, okay. but that's the reason why they don't tell people because, you know, people people are quick to, like, be racist as soon as. Yeah, like, apparently somebody, cool. a, a few people have attacked, like, Asian people on the trains and stuff like that. I'm like, y'all got to relax. Yeah, so people, people are quick to be racist. Um, so that, that's not telling everybody, number one. Number two, um, it's really just a money thing because... If you notice, they're, they're saying, like, don't even get tested unless you're sure you contact with somebody because they, they don't want to be paying for all these tests. Right. Like they're not wasting it because, you know, people be out there, test me, test me. Like, they don't have a cough or sniffle, nothing, but they try to get tested. They, they, but they also just want because, like, the easiest thing to do is to have a place where people can go get tested. Mm-hmm. And people just get tested. And, and like, they'll, people will stop, stop being so nervous. But they won't even do that because they don't. That that costs because like the um, pandemonium. Because people keep telling y'all stop buying the mask, stop doing this thing. Y'all like meh 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 meh. Y'all not listening. Yeah. But um, it I I'm curious to kind of see how it develops in New York State and New York City specifically, only because I've heard calls like one of my um one of the girls that works my job. Her daughter's school was closed on Friday, and they were sanitizing the whole school. Um, and another colleague, her, her, I think her son's school had been closed the day before for sanitizing. Um, can we also talk about the sanitizing for a second and how um, MTA was like, yeah, we're going to sanitize every 72 hours. I was like, y'all ain't been doing that? <laughs> I mean, I know y'all ain't because I ride these trains every day. But I'm like, every 72 hours, that's a step up? What was y'all doing before? Never. Have you ever anybody who's ever every, been every, every three days is a step up, which is alarming. <laughs> <laughs> that is truly alarming. It was like, oh, we can do every once every two weeks. I'm like, the fact that y'all are amped about every seventy two hours is nuts to me. Yeah, every three days. <sighs> <laughs> I ride the New York City subway ten times a week. Which is crazy because germs only germs stay in a spot for like three days anyway, which is also insane. I'm I'm stressed. <laughs> I'm, I ride public transportation five days a week. I am yeah. like highly stressed because yeah, germs stay stay in a spot for three days. So that's it's quite insane. 
MTA gotta chill. Like y'all gotta y'all gotta relax. Y'all can y'all cannot. <laughs> y'all th- no. Okay. Is that, is that working for you? No, it does not thrill me. This news. Um, because it makes me feel like oh, I've just been riding in like an aluminum aluminum dumpster for well, years yes. now. Yes, but but you have. <sighs> this is but alarming. You, but, but you know that already. I did, but like I just I I had hope that they were cleaning a little more frequently. But the fact that the step up, the ramped up is every three days is is just good God. I'm scared. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like on a, on a serious note, like let's. You know, let's pray and let's wash our hands and keep our hands off our face. I know that I've touched my face about 37 times um, since we've been recording because that's just a habit. But that's how it spreads mm-hmm. is when you have, you know, your your you make contact with your eyes or your mouth and something. That's what um, you need hands. to wash your hands. Wash your hands. They say wipe wash your phone your down hands. with an alcohol wash wipe because your, 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 your um, phone is like one of the dirtiest things of all time. Yeah. So they say wipe your phone down. Frequently, and I think about all those wash your hands songs that Avery keeps listening to. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, those little kids know what's up. Yeah, wash your hands, wash your hands, wash them just like me. <laughs> Show's lit though. Um, and I saw something where they were talking about it seems like coronavirus isn't really affecting children, quote unquote. Um, yes, I, I think they, they're worried, they were worried about it affecting really small children, like mm-hmm. like before infants, you, yeah, before yeah. you get they get their shots. Mm-hmm. But a lot of kids aren't getting infe- aren't getting affected like that, yeah. which is good. Which is a good thing, and I think um, it's but, also but, because but they, parents. But they all but they are worried about. I know um, older older, people, older, older people like over sixty. If you mm-hmm. already have lung conditions and stuff like that, and, and, and parents are tend to be more overprotective with their children than anything else. Yeah, also. yeah. Parents will make sure their kids' hands are clean, and yeah. yeah. So kids, 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 kids' hygiene routine is significantly better than adults. Yeah, because people are like, nah, what you doing? Yeah. What are you touching? Stop mm-hmm. touching that. Like, uh-uh. Because <laughs> we're paranoid about them getting sick. We're like, no, no. Like In like in like general life. In general life. <laughs> in general life. Because I'm always like, and you know, Avery's at that stage where she likes washing her hands. She likes the bubbles in the water. In the, in the, yeah. in the like, water. Bubble. She's like, bubble, bubble. I'm like, okay, fine. So let's keep praying and crossing our fingers and toes that this virus gets kind of bound yeah. up. Yeah. And doesn't spread any further um, than what it already has because anybody got time. I'm going to say this. Mm-hmm. I haven't really seen any black people got it yet. The streets say that we, we have some type of immunity to it. So <laughs> I'll be interested to see. Uh, I, I, I'm, I, I don't know how true that is, but I have not seen any black people with coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> like I saw somebody said, you realize nobody in Africa got this, right? And South Africa reported the case, and it wasn't a black person. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, and like I, I think there was like parts of Egypt, and that was it. Mm-hmm. But they're not black, so hmm. um, they're black. But there's like they're more. Um, they're like light black, Middle Eastern. They're not black. We don't. Mm. We're black. They're. they're it's, it's 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 interesting. Yeah, they've got something going on, but yeah, you know, mm. like. First, all the people who are affected by it, like someone, and to someone, all those who are potentially. Someone jokingly affected. said it. Um, I think I forgot who said it, but someone said it on um on you. I've got someone like highly special. Someone said it, and and I was like, I was like, there really hasn't been any black people who, who have gotten honestly. Now the Uniondale one kind of had me shook. Yeah, because there's a lot of black people living in Uniondale, but this might not have been a black person. They, they never said who it was. They yet. never said who it was, and you know Uniondale is mostly black. Yeah, but there are people of other other racial groups who live in Uniondale. Correct. So who knows? Now if the person from Uniondale is black, then we. Let's be alarmed. <laughs> but for the moment, 
Just be cool. Yeah, but like that, that I'm, I'm I'm proud of the media not being trash and releasing names. Yes, because that would be trash. Yeah, people are, people are trash, and I, yeah. I, I'm glad the media understands that people are trash. Yeah, that you should yeah. not release because uh, the county executive <laughs> got on the TV and was like, "If you have been in contact with any of these people, we will contact you." We're not going to tell you nothing. Mm-hmm. We're not going to. All but you pe- need to know. Because people are like, I saw him on the train. Right. Go to the doctor now. <laughs> right. It's just like, oh, my God. Relax. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and like I said last week, stop buying those masks. People in other places need them more. Yes. Okay? And, and by other places, I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about, like, outside of the country. Yeah. They need these masks more. Okay? Yeah. Because like and somebody yeah, was saying in like India and like other places where it's like dense populations and like you know just a lot more easy disease spreading and stuff like that, they need the mass. Medical professionals, like actual doctors and nurses who are treating people, need the mass more than you do. And y'all, and y'all drove up the cost of Purell. Yeah, you can't find a container of Purell anywhere. And online, like fifty dollars because because yeah. I wish I would fifty dollars because, because of y'all. And also, whoever makes Purell is disgusting <laughs> for raising the price. Like this is not an opportunity to profit. You're disgusting. But that's, that's what businesses do. I know, but it's still it's still disgusting. Yes. Um, anyway, <coughs> off coronavirus to election news. So this past week, we've seen people drop like flies. Yeah. Um, Pete Buttigieg is out. Hey, we, we know about that. Mike Bloomberg is out. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, Warren is back. out. Yeah. Um, pretty much everybody. Um, Tom Steyer, a.k.a. Um, cash Money Taking Over for the 99 <laughs> and the 2000s. He's out, too. I think who we got left? We got Tulsi Club Tulsi, what's that lady name? Oh, who cares? Tulsi Gabbard. Gabbard. Tulsi. Who cares? No, I just want to look it up because I don't Stop know her name. Stop caring. Tulsi who, Gabbard. She's who, still there. We don't know why, but I'm she's not, still there. Her family cares about her. I do not. Okay, she's still there. She's important to somebody. That mm-hmm. person is not me. But she's not going to be in the next debate. So um, I, I don't know what she plans to do. She's trying to be there because like she has somebody. Yeah, I, I, I understand why. But. Right. Like I get it, sis. Um, but yes, Elizabeth Warren, our last hope for a female president. Or is a, a non-white man. Or non-white man. Um, old white man, apparently. Yes. Because both candidates are older than Trump. Yes. Um, and yes. Trump's old. Yeah. So, yes, Elizabeth <laughs> Warren has bowed out after the Super Tuesday showings. So now we're left with Joe Biden and um, Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Sanders. Um, again, I will say this. I need the Bernie people to calm down please stop bullying people some of these bernie bros are legit like if you're not excited about bernie being the potential candidate then you're a trump supporter no i i could not see it for him and still cast a vote for him because i don't want to vote for trump but i don't have to be rah rah like up in arms excited about him you have to i need y'all to relax you have to relax y'all are the reason people are skeptical of voting for bernie because that type of fervor makes people feel like bernie is a socialist demagogue. Yeah. That's how you make people feel. Relax. Relax. Just relax. Calm down. You don't have to go this hard to convince people to, to vote for your, your person. Yeah. Okay? Like, if people want to, they will. And if they don't, they don't. But you essentially trying to bully people into voting for him is not helping the matter. So calm down. When, so, someone Y'all said, get on my nerves. Someone on the social medias said Elizabeth Warren should endorse Bernie Sanders to apologize. <laughs> To apologize for what? For, for th- accusing Bernie Sanders of saying that a woman shouldn't be president. Elizabeth don't have to do nothing. <laughs> she like, don't have to do I nothing. Like, number one, I don't know why you're so sure that he he didn't say that. It's very possible. 
Right. And like, I'm not saying he said it maliciously, but he probably might have said that it couldn't be happening because of the way America is. Mm-hmm. So I don't know why. Number one. Number two, what do you say? Like, just shut up. Why, why automatically just not believe her? I don't understand. Right. Like, I don't understand. And then my other my other problem is, um, why do you feel like she's out of the race now, but she should still be campaigning? Like, she's, she bowed out. Y'all told her with your votes that you don't want her on the ticket. And so now she's going to go get on SNL and live her best life and do whatever. Was and not, she's allowed. Yeah, people was like, uh, you don't care. You're not, like, what, do you, what do you want her to do? What do you want her to do? She, she, you like, spoke with your votes and said you didn't want her. She dipped. I, like, people, people are like, when um, you break up with someone and then you're mad that they're not trying to get back with you. But you broke up with them. Yeah. You gave them a message. They received it the way you gave it, and they're moving on. That, like, like, what do you want from her? I understand that y'all are in panic. Y'all need to relax, number one. No, seriously, stop. I'm I'm about to delete some of y'all with this pessimism. Oh, yeah. oh, my God. The country's going to hell in the handbasket. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, just having a nervous breakdown. Like, stop being so negative. Like, y'all speak that negativity into existence. Like, whether you believe it or not, Words have power. And when y'all start up with that because your candidate didn't make their way through or whatever and you immediately start catastrophizing, you're speaking negativity into the atmosphere. Stop yeah. it. Stop and, being so damn dramatic. And maybe maybe um I'm just it's annoying. I'm used number one, I'm used to like candidates not caring about me. I'm just I'm used to that. I've been used to that for years. I'm just I'm just used to it. Like, like it just is what it is. It's a fact of life. It's just I'm like candidates don't care about me. <laughs> like, that's it. That has been happening for many years. Right. So if the, if Trump gets reelected, I'm like, oh, okay. like I've I've been prepared for him to get reelected for like a year already. Right. Because <laughs> like like so if if it doesn't happen, like, okay, I'll, I'll be surprised. Right. Also, but like it things just, like y- y'all have to relax. <laughs> like you absolutely have to. You have to. Like I I get it. It's it's going to be really bad. He might appoint another Supreme Justice person. I I get it. It is it is really bad. <laughs> but. You'll have to relax, though, because, like, all that nervous energy is not helping anything. It's not. It's not. All of this, like, dr- dr- being dramatic and, and, and being, you can't, you can't, like... You can't bully me to do it. It's Armageddon. It's the end of the world. Like, calm down. We still have months to go. Who knows what could happen? But the fact that some of y'all are throwing in the towel already because Elizabeth Warren is not in the race and saying y'all not going to vote and do this and do that. Like, y'all going to end up with Trump again if y'all keep this up. Yeah. Y'all got to stop being such spoiled brats and get on code. Jesus, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all get on my nerves. And I know y'all about to work my nerves in the next couple of months. But, mm-hmm. So I'm going to be on this podcast ranting and raving a lot about <laughs> election thing. Because every time I just keep seeing people on social media, I'm like, you're annoying. You're annoying. You're annoying. Mm-hmm. Anyway, That's moving nice. on. Um, so Mark and I uh, have talked to you on this podcast about Pop Smoke before. Um, as we reported like a couple weeks ago he was killed um in california um his killers are still unknown i think the police said they had some people of interest but i don't think anybody's been officially arrested yet or anything like that but um yeah so he i guess his funeral or memorial service was this past i think wednesday or thursday and they paraded him through brooklyn 
um, not through Brooklyn, through Canarsie specifically, where he was from. Um, and it was beautiful. I was like, I wish I would have been there. But obviously I was at work. And it's not like I like no, no pop spoke or anything like that. But like, I just felt like, you know, just watching his interviews and like, I like his music. And watching his interviews, he just seemed like, you know, like a cool kid. Like, probably got into some shenanigans because Canarsie. But, um... You know, I was I was sad to hear about him passing, but you know they showed video of uh, I guess Fifty Cent was really affiliate really closely affiliated with him in some way. So they showed Fifty Cent pulling up in this beautiful Lamborghini. It's a death trap, but it was a beautiful death trap. Um, and they had um, Pop Smoke like it was like a horse drawn carriage, and the carriage was clear, and he was in a black casket, and you could see like they rode him around Brooklyn. They played his songs, like his mom was in the car behind the cat, and his mom looked so calm. Like I would be like on the floor somewhere. Like there's no way my child could be in a casket, and I'm like, it's usually, it's usually like the closest person who like, yeah, like has to, who's, who seems yeah. the most calm. Yeah. It's, it's always that good. Yeah, his mom looked like she was like you know whoever's the closest always yeah. seems the most. Calm. She was giving me a Valletta Wallace tea. But I'm just like, girl, I'd have been I'd have been bent over somewhere, just useless. But um it was beautiful to see, you know, and you know, I never thought about it, but I saw somebody post this like, you know, there's a lot of Brooklyn rappers, but Canarsie has never had one to claim of their own. And so I never thought about that, but when I thought about all the different Brooklyn rappers that are out there, I'm like, none of them are really from Canarsie. So I get or, why or Canarsie or rep Canarsie. Yeah, or rep Canarsie. Like so it, I understand why people went up for him. And, you know, the whole thing is still just so sad. He was like 20 years old. It's so sad. But it was beautiful to see the tributes um, to him and, you know, how, how people how people showed love and kept it cute. And I just I just love to see Brooklyn, Brooklyn. It makes me happy because um, Brooklyn go up for their people. They'll, they'll keep some nonsense up, but they go up for their people. And so um, it was really, really nice to see. Um, rest in peace to him and prayers to his family. Um, so... Mark and I are like semi music industry music related thing. Like we're kind of in the mix, not in the mix, but we're like in the in, in we we like to stay abreast of the issues. Um so <laughs> for those of you who may not know, Meg the Stallion um you know of Hot Girl Summer fame um has been out and about now for um I would say the better part of a year now um with her music and whatnot. And people know who she is. Um, so, and she recently got signed to like a rock nation management deal. Um, so basically I guess she was signed. She initially got put on through Carl Crawford, the baseball player who was engaged to Evelyn Lozada, um, from basketball wives, in case you don't know who Carl Crawford is. And, um, Jay Prince, who is, um, um, Sir lot He was, he's in the mix of, of what's going on somehow. No, no, she, he's in the mix, but I'm not, I'm not. She's not signed. I think the production company or something that he is affiliated with. Anyway, Jay Prince is kind of like a big deal in Houston, Texas. Um, and the way people talk about him, he seems scary. Like whenever people bring up his name, it's always like, I don't want to say too much, but you know, people be scared to say his name. It's like candy, man. It's crazy. Um, but basically Meg Thee Stallion came out and said, um, I'm not being allowed to put music out. My label is stopping me from putting music out. So I guess she signed some some deal with Carl Crawford's company where they get 60% of whatever she does. She gets 40%, and it's like a whole whatever. So I guess now that she has management with Rock Nation, the management there is telling her, this deal is trash. You need to renegotiate. And the production company that she signed with initially is like, renegotiate what? You haven't put an album out yet. You don't have any legs to stand on to tell me you want more of anything. You haven't proven yet that what we've invested in you 
was worth it and can be recouped. So it was like a whole thing where she was trying to put music out this past Friday. And I think she wants a temporary injunction to stop the production company from stopping her from releasing music. But um, it seems like it's it's it's. It's ending. It's going. It's going very uh, dramatically. People are saying that you know she said that she feels threatened, and you know Jay Prince wrote something on the internet that sounded slightly threatening. Um, it sounded professional, but like if you read between the lines, it did sound a little like we don't play about our money over here. Don't play with us. And I was like, oh yeah, yeah yikes. So you know I don't know how how that's going to turn out, but it does seem like she released um, some music on Friday, an EP, I believe. Um, so hopefully they can resolve the situation um, amicably um, without any anyone getting hurt um, and any or, or her being blackballed from the industry. Because I think my issue is like you're still new to the game, and while you have a buzz going right now, I still feel like you have to be careful how you move. Um, Cause you don't want to like, I feel like my thought is I don't have a problem with the artists standing up for themselves and trying to get fairer deals and make sure that they, for the work they put in, they get paid appropriately. But a part of me is also like, you're still new to the game. So you got to be careful about how you maneuver because you don't want people to be skeptical of working with you now because you're, because they see, they feel like, Oh, she's quick to like, go sue or renege on her contract because the the views about this situation are are interesting like some people believe yeah meg step up say whatever whatever but then other people are like you know not shut up and pay your dues but like be careful with what you're doing because and i and and i and i'll I'll, I'll, I'll say (laughs) this um i think that uh with the whole thing Number one, I think it's smart, and she has the privilege of having Rock Nation as her manager. Yes. Number one. Right. Number two, um, I think she she put it, a lot of people are not able to change their contract that quickly. Yes. Um, a lot of people have bad deals. Mm. I think that's the reason why she did the whole thing on Instagram. Mm-hmm. To get public support, mm-hmm. to get behind her, so that no matter what she does, they'll be behind her. Because mm-hmm. if you have support, even if you get out of the deal, you'll have something to go back on. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of where it is. Yeah, I think I think it's kind of where like um, at least now wherever I go, I still have the support. So and and she still has and she still has Rock Nation to manage her. Right. So I don't think. Like, I don't think she's in such a bad position as people think that she's in mm-hmm. um, if things go badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, the only thing that would go badly is if they, prov- if, if, when they're asking for money from her. Right. That, I, I think that's where the because because of how the contract's laid out, they may ask for a certain amount of money. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess what I've gathered from um, listening to different things is that. She hasn't spoken to the production company in a long time. Yes. But she's been doing things. Yes. And they're saying that a certain percentage goes to them. But, yes. But they've been doing, he's been doing things through Rock Nation instead mm-hmm. and not giving them their percentage. Mm-hmm. So that might be what it is. Right. And 
Rock Nation looked at it and said, renegotiate. And, like, I guess the only way to renegotiate is to get public support behind it. Right. So, like, so that is the only way. I think that's the reason why she did that. Because right. she's like, I need to get support behind it mm-hmm. for this to work. Because that, that's the only way that would have worked. Because behind the scenes, that would not have worked. Yes. And especially if, um, allegedly, Jay Prince is being aggressive. The only way, mm-hmm. the only way. The to, only way to combat that is it, to it's, like whoever's whoever is encouraging her to take the route she's taking is telling her the right thing to do in terms of garnering public, public support because that's that's what you need. That's the yeah. The court of public opinion is what will help you um, in a situation like this. Because um, I think right now they're uh, they're getting because I think they're they are getting like a, um, a jury and everything for the yeah. case. Yeah. So like like that's the only thing that would um, assist with that. Right. Um, I think my I, I think it's <laughs> oh, one more thing. Uh-huh. Um I think um I think Meg came on was after Jay Prince comment was saying like that he was out here talking about Jay Z. He was like, Jay Z got nothing to do with this. Right. <laughs> and like I saw like um it, it it's just messy. Like the, yeah, the, it's whole, very the, messy. the whole thing is just messy. Yeah. So like I'm I'm not sure what is accurate, what isn't, but I right. do know that it seems like everybody's just trying to save their image. Yeah. With the process. So you don't really, because everybody's trying to save their image, you don't know what's right or wrong. Right. I agree. Um, I, my whole feeling is, you know, I hope that she didn't ple- prematurely play her hand because the music that she's released lately hasn't hit the same way that Correct. Hot Girl Summer has hit. And so, and somebody was saying to me the other day, I don't know who I was talking to, but they were like, they were saying they felt like, Cardi was hesitating to release something because they were waiting to see what the Meg reaction is. But based on how people have been receiving Meg's music lately, they're like, Cardi might as well drop whatever she was going to drop because the market is still there for her. Because, yeah, like nothing that Megan has dropped really has really had the, the it has hit the same way um, that the Hot Girl Summer song hit. And I think she's still trying to find something that's going to hit, which is why I think... The production company was kind of trying to stop her from putting music out because they're like, okay, she put out a song with Normani. Nobody really caught hold of it. She put out another song. It only debuted at number 31. It was there for a week and then it dropped. So I think the production company's thought process was maybe we need to rethink what we're putting out. Like we have material, we have stuff, but the, the, the little Lucy's we're putting out aren't garnering the traction that we expect maybe let's pump the brakes and her management is telling her nah they trying to so i feel like it's the problem well, isn't really her it's the management doesn't feel like well, the, the label ma- is doing or whoever she signed to the production company or whoever is they i guess the management feels like the production company stifling her and so I think ultimately the issue isn't even really about Meg. It's about the money exchange between yeah both sides. Like it, it, yeah. the issue don't have nothing to do with Meg, really. Because they almost but like, like she's because she's the artist. She's in the middle of it, but the people who are actually doing the fighting aren't even her. It's her yeah. Rock Nation management and the people at the production. Yeah, and, and but say, ultimately she's the one that ends up being criticized and talked about and looking crazy because she's the artist. Yeah, and, and I, I think. Well, the the management's purpose is just to fight for the artist, no matter what, based on what the artist wants. So, if she wants to f- release music, the management company's purpose is to make sure she can do that. Right. <laughs> so, like, I I think that like 
they're trying to like do all these intricacies and that's why I said I don't like when Jay Prager's like well I don't know what Jay Z is trying to do because mm-hmm. like imagine company's purpose is to what the artist wants to fight for that mm-hmm. artist wants to do that let's fight for that mm-hmm. whatever whatever that whatever the artist wants to do we're gonna fight for whatever the artist wants that's it they're they're always an interest in artists no matter what they're not interested in anybody else but the artist mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's how a management company I feel like supposed to do and that's what they're doing yeah yeah. Yeah. So if that's what she wants to do, and then fight for what she wants to do. It doesn't work out. That's one thing, but mm-hmm. you're fighting for what the artist wants. Yeah, and everything. Yeah. So they're making sure that whatever the artist wants, we're fighting for that. Which is fine. I hope. I just hope the situation ends amicably, and that Meg's reputation as an artist is not tarnished by this. Yeah, because you know she's still a new artist, and I, I think she's very talented. But you know, this could go badly where you know she gets blackballed, and we never hear anything from her again. So hopefully. Well, and that's why I said um, being management rock nation might um, help that. Absolutely. Because, like, I, I don't know if um, anybody's blackballing rock nation management. They're not blackballing them. They're just blackballing her. Well, Absolutely. well, from who? I don't know. I think rock nation is bigger than them. That's what I'm saying. That they are. They are. That's that's, that's why I said that. Like rock nation. Just, I, I think rock nation <laughs> might be might final might. Be- <laughs> It's complicated because it might be Black Bull in the circle of whatever he's in control of. Yeah, but I don't know. If, I I think Rock Nation has a bigger reach than them. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay, that's valid. Um, moving on. So, Love Is Blind. Like I told y'all, I was watching it before. So, just a quick uh, review of the finale. So, if you've watched the show, you know that Lauren and Cameron are married, and uh, Amber and Barnett are married. Um, not the finale, I'm sorry, the the reunion review. Um, so first thing, Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey are the most boring hosts of all time. I don't know why they had them host. Like, they were barely on the damn show, so I don't even know why we had them. They're boring hosts. They should never host a reunion again. I don't like it. Um, Nick hardly said anything. Vanessa was doing a lot of talking. And I didn't like that she was, like, semi-co-signing um, Carlton shenanigans. But anyway, so um, they had everybody there on the show. Um... They talked about Kelly and Kenny, the boring couple, and they basically were like, she was, Kenny, I love Kenny. Kenny came on and was like, you know what? I got a whole new girlfriend now. I'm happy. Ain't nobody thinking about you, Kelly. And you can tell that Kelly regrets that she didn't marry him um, because he's really a good guy. But allegedly she dating somebody that was at the wedding that was like a friend of somebody. So whatever. But Kenny is over there unbothered. Kenny's giving me I'm here so I don't get fine tees. Um, but he don't care nothing about that girl or this this show. He's just like, look, being on this show helped prepare me for the person that I'm with now. And she's the most amazing person ever. I love my girlfriend. She's great. That's that's Kenny's take. Kelly, she crying her crocodile tears. She's still trying to figure out what she's doing with her life. She's allegedly dating. Hopefully she gets some sense and figures her life out. Um, Who else was on there? Mark and Jessica was on there. Um, Mark is still on some, you know, I had a great experience. We all wanted Mark to be like, Mark, she lied to you. Roast her. Read her down. But he didn't do that. He was all nice and gentlemanly and was like, you know, you know, we had some great conversations. We had some great whatever, whatevers. Um, And Jessica was sort of like, you know, she apologized to Barnett and to um, Amber for um, how she was behaving. And she was like, you know, watching it back, I realized that I was, like, not acting like myself and, you know, I was drinking too much and da 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 Amber called her shysty. 
Um, I don't know what black people Amber has been hanging with because I've never heard a white person say shysty before. But um, she called her shysty. And, you know, she just went in and was like, you know, I thought you were like a, a friend. And, you know, women like you who be smiling in people's face and going behind their back to talk smack about them deserve a special place in hell, basically. Um, but that was basically sort of the interaction with them. Poor Barnett was just sitting there like, Amber, be cool, be cool, be cool. But he knew that Amber was waiting to say. And every time Jessica would talk, the camera would pan to Amber. And Amber's over there like, oh, my God. And then the funniest part is when they panned over to Lauren while Amber was going on on Jessica. And Lauren's being like the black girl that we all are when we see some mess going on. Like, loved it. Couldn't couldn't get enough of it. It was great. Um and then I was reading online, people were saying um, with Jessica and Mark, like apparently, you know, Mark may have been a little shysty himself because apparently he had a girlfriend before, during and after the show. And apparently him and Jessica had agreed that they would both say no. But then he said yes to kind of like drum up some camera time. So, you know, whatever. I don't know if that's true, but like, thank God they didn't get married. Um, Jessica's still a mess. Um, hopefully she gets her life together. Um, they, who else do we have? Janina and, um, Damien, they still together. Um, Janina was the one who ran down the, 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 ran out the room and fell on the mud and whatever. Um, but they still together. They seem cool. Um, and then of course we get to Lauren and Cameron. They're so cute. So they're still married. They have a dog. They just started a YouTube channel, I believe. And, you know, they're just really, really cute. Just really cute. They had really positive things to say about each other. One of the things that made me laugh at the reunion was how, I guess, um, Vanessa asked the question, the one useful question she asked the whole reunion. Um, How did you guys feel when you saw everybody that you'd been talking to behind the pods? And everybody was like how they thought Lauren was so beautiful. Like all of them were like stunned by how pretty she was. And I was like, yes, black woman. Yes. Come on. Be a baddie. Like, all of them. And I think um, Damien was sitting behind um, them um, in the reunion. And he was like, yeah, I was, like, I, she's stunning. Like, no offense, Cameron, but, like, I was blown away when I saw her. And all the other guys were like, yeah, 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 she was so beautiful. Oh, my gosh. And Cameron's over there with his arm around her. And um, Damien was, when Damien was talking about how um, they used to talk in Star Trek voices when they were in the um, pods, um, Cameron was kind of sitting there like, get away from my wife. Get away from my wife. I was like, you better stand your wife, Cameron. Um, but yes, it was a really good finale. I wish it would have been longer, but um, it gave me what I needed. I was pleased. Um, let's wrap this thing up. Um, so Women's History Month highlight. Oh, you have something? No, go ahead. Okay. Women's History Month highlight. So every um, episode this month, we're going to highlight um, an excellent woman in history. So this week, I want to highlight Gina Prince Bythewood. Um, if you do not know who Gina Prince Bythewood is, she is a director and screenwriter. Um, some of the things she is known for, um, Disappearing Acts, the movie, Love and Basketball, The Secret Life of Bees, and Beyond the Lights. So she was the writer slash director for those movies. Those are the most famous ones she's done. She was also a writer on A Different World and, um... South South Central. Her actual first film that she ever wrote was Love and Basketball. And I don't generally enjoy that movie very much, but, you know, I stand a black woman who's out here doing doing big things. Um, like I said, she also did um, Secret Life of Bees, Beyond the Lights. Um, she's also... <coughs> excuse me. She's also working on an adaptation of Roxane Gay's novel, An Untamed State. Um... Not sure when that's coming out, but she's also 
doing that. Um, she's also supposed to be working as um, on a Marvel um, show called uh, Silver and Black, based on the Marvel comic character Silver Sable and Black Cat. Um, she's also been working on uh, a movie adaptation of the book Before I Fall. Um, and uh, she's also supposed to be directing... Um, a Netflix adaptation of a show called the old, of a of a thing called the Old Guard. Um, she uh, it's just amazing, really. Um, she's also directed some TV shows. Um, she directed the pilot for Cloak and Dagger, um, which is a great um show. Um, I think it's on Freeform. Is that what um Cloak and Dagger is on? Is that the channel it's on? Um, Freeform, yeah. Freeform. Um, it's a great um one of those Marvel shows. Um, she also directed episodes of Girlfriends. And the Bernie Mac show, um, like I said, also a different world. Um, she's just, you know, really amazing as a director and writer. And, uh, you know, a lot of I feel like she was like Ava, du, Ava DuVernay before Ava came out. Um, but she's really had a very prolific career and um, seems to be doing some more great things um, in the entertainment world. So I just wanted to highlight her today, Miss Gina prince Bythewood. Gina prince Bythewood. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. prince Bythewood. Yes. Okay, do you have tea tips, sir? I do have tea tips. It's the BLM tea tips. I appreciate the amount of energy you have at the end of this thing, truly. You have to see this in person. Um, <laughs> listening, you just don't you don't get the full the full experience of what I'm looking at right uh, now. <laughs> um, meal and tea tips. Uh, rental offices. Rental mm-hmm. offices are awesome. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people don't understand how awesome they are. <laughs> and the rental offices. Now this is what I mean is not really just renting an office in a building and paying. Um like the full like over a thousand dollar rent as if you're doing that i'm talking about more of like the um the co-op spaces mm-hmm. that like a lot of companies have yeah um one major company out here is called regus mm-hmm. and there's like a few other ones and basically what what they usually do is sometimes you you can have this rent you can have this rent out a room or office for like mm-hmm. a meeting you have <clears throat> and just rent a room or rent a conference room uh-huh. for like sometimes 60 to 100 whatever it is for like, like 60 or 100 hour mm-hmm. per hour or um, some of them have like a monthly charge where you can use that office address as mm-hmm. your business address, huh. which is very good. That's very productive. Because now you can use that as your business address. You have a business address now. And usually like it will be packages where you use it for your business address. Mm-hmm. Mail will come in mm-hmm. to that address. You, know, you can collect mail from that address. Um, they usually sometimes they'll give you like um, you can use all the co-op space in there, so you can always go in anytime mm-hmm. that the place is open. And do that. Um, some places are open twenty four <laughs> hours. Some places aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, some of them they give you like like one to three um, days of conference um, room stay. So like a month. So like mm-hmm. once once a month you can have a conference room mm-hmm. available. Like they have different packages, but it's and, and sometimes they're not that expensive. Like I've seen one place. And I can tell you what it is because I want to use it myself. But <laughs> look it up yourself, find it. I'm being I'm being stingy right now. Mm-hmm. Act, after I secure it myself, then I will let you know. <laughs> but, you keep it secrets, y'all. But <laughs> the space would um they only charge you like um under under four hundred. Okay. Per month? 
per month. Okay. And you can use it for your address, and you can have a conference room, and places open twenty four hours, and they give you a key to it and everything. Mm-hmm. And they collect mail, and like it's, it's just beneficial to do. So you have a space, a place to meet people, and you have an address that's not your house. So it's, it's just it's just good to do, and you can like you can like go to that office every. It'll help you like instead of being at your house and like oh I was work anytime. Like all right, I'm gonna go to the office and, and work. Mm-hmm. And have a place to work. It, it's like a lot of times it's a co working space, so sometimes all the people are in there. Mm-hmm. But you have a space to work that you're renting gotcha. out. Um, and if you, especially for the 24 hour spots, you just try to go a place when it's not that busy. And usually, nine to five, probably the most busy. But you can go anytime of the week. Anytime. Might, you might do better at two o'clock in the morning. It's over 24 hours. Yeah, that's that, that's productive. Because there are some <laughs> people who do, their creative juices are flowing at yeah. that time. And it's over 24 day. hours. So, whenever you need to do it, you can do it. <clears throat> Maybe um, that's it. Yep, it's good. It's co-working spaces, get into it. And that's to be a lend Tips, 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 tips. All right. Um, everything else, anything else? Nah, that's it. All right, once Go again. Um, um, next week, uh, it's not going to be like a full episode. We're going to probably just release some clips yes. from the book review. Cause I want you to see what happened there. Mm-hmm. So you can be excited about the next one. Yep. So we'll probably do that for next week. <laughs> Um, we have a lot going on next week. We can't do it next week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be recording, but you will get an episode full with clips from the book review, just in case you couldn't make it. So you see what happened mm-hmm. and some of the things we spoke about. Uh huh. Um, once again, if you need any uh, marketing tips, if you need any website tips, business tips, please contact us at contact, contact at, at the BLM dot com or email yes. us for the podcast at all of no fear dot com. Please. Stay fearless because my love is fearless and yours should be too. Yes, absolutely. And we will catch you later. Peace. And and as we as we do say every episode, we We bid you We bid you adieu. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the all love. No fear podcast. Hey. It's hey. the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. Check hey. us out. Hey. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Podcast. Uh huh. Uh huh. All.